Now when the sun come up, I'll be there to say what up in the morning. Wash my teeth, find that clip I've been looking for since last night. I feel so caught up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. Matthew, final episode of the season. How you doing today? How you feeling? Final. I know. I feel good. It's been a, it's been a big year for 15 Minute You. We are on our... 38th episode, 2018 was far and away the most productive year. We're still out on whether it was the most successful year, but definitely the most uh, productive year, 15 Minute You. How you feel? Good. I mean, like you said, over the course of this season, we got literally dozens of listeners, like three whole dozen. That's dozens, plural. At least three. Say that without lying. At least three. Yeah. Sometimes we were pushing four dozen. True. Either way, we were putting in work, a lot of fun. Let's do one more. Obviously, we got the the game, the big game, coming up mm-hmm. Monday night, the Super Bowl of college football. But we're going to dabble in a few news and notes here before we get to there. First on the agenda, today at Frisco Stadium in Frisco, Texas, the FCS National Championship, North Dakota State 38 over Eastern Washington 24. This is the seventh title for the Bison. They've won back-to-back in their fifth undefeated season, going 15-0. and Your reaction? I mean, you got to be impressed, right? I unfortunately couldn't watch the game. I was out doing wedding stuff. Big day, uh, but less than two weeks. Big, big day, less than two weeks. Yeah, I don't got a whole uh, lot of time to watch uh, FCS uh, games. But uh, Oh, awesome, the shade at FCS. Goodness, don't do that. Take that back. You didn't I'm mean just that. teasing. I'm just teasing, but I couldn't watch the game. I uh, wish I could. You know, you got to be impressed. We've said they are the uh, Alabama of the FCS, or perhaps Alabama is the North Dakota State of the FBS. I don't know. Sure, they now become the most national titles in FCS history. Georgia Southern, they're tied with for six after last season. They move into sole possession of number one. North Dakota State was up 17-10 in this game. Game got a little hairy. As we open the second half, there were three turnovers within three minutes of starting the second half. Eastern turned it over. North Dakota State turned it over. Then Eastern turned it back over. Eventually, though, the Bison went on to roll. Uh, senior quarterback Easton Stick went on for 390 yards and uh, five total touchdowns uh, for the mm. Bison. So pretty good Damn. day for... Mr. Stick, great way to cap off the career for Chris Kleinman, Bison head coach who's headed to Kansas State next year. Right. This mm-hmm. is Kleinman's fourth national title, which ties him with Jimmy Tressel of the Fighting YSU <laughs> Penguins, four yeah. titles apiece. So who's the GOAT? We'll never know. You taking the vest or you taking Kleinman? Unless he gets one, if he, what if he wins both playoffs? F. CS playoff and FBS playoff. I mean, I know... Well, Tress would still have him there then, there. wouldn't he? Trussell never won a playoff bowl subdivision, though. He only won the national championship when it was a singular bowl game. Oh, the BCS. Or, or he was he even coaching no. when they made that move? No, I don't no. think so. BCS. I, I just thought you meant FCS versus BCS. Oh, no, no, no. I meant, like, so. actually winning in the playoff. That would be quite the feat. 
Yeah, he's not exactly walking into what Trussell walked into at Ohio State, but <laughs> no, not so I, I still think a good hire. One of one of my Absolutely. Chris Chris Absolutely. Kleiman to Kansas State, one of my favorite hires of the of the off season. So speaking of the coaching carousel, I'd like to talk a little bit about it. We're going to get one apiece. All right. Okay. Who is your? What's on your mind as we go through the college football job season? Well, first, for the folks at home, I think it's fair to say we will be discussing programs, futures, programs move in the Big Ten, in the MAC, which will include coaching hires at future dates. So if you tune in just to hear our sure, sure. coaching We're, we're just talking about not, today. We're, we're going to discuss Of course. Of but, course. Uh, Matt, I'm going to actually discuss one that went under the headlines because it is a mere assistant coach filling position. Okay. But speaking of the FCS playoff – you may have remembered the University of Maine Black Bears mm-hmm. lost mm-hmm. in the semis to Eastern Washington. We had discussed how the North Dakota teams were playing in a, in a dome that day and how that's not mm-hmm. real college football and Eastern mm-hmm. and Wash and uh, yeah. Maine yeah, I remember this. play yep. outside, yep. blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so University of Maine head coach, I'm not even sure how to pronounce this, Joe Harismiak? Harismiak? Okay. You have, what, are you, what is your guess on that pronunciation? You have it in front of you. I, I liked where you went first. Uh, Harris Miak. Harris Miak. Okay. Me, yeah. Uh, so he was the head coach at the University of Maine. He's actually yep. leaving to become a defensive assistant at Minnesota. Yep. Matt, what are your thoughts of the captain of a small boat, if we use a boat analogy for Minnesota, captain of a small boat joining the crew of a bigger boat, but not perhaps a, we'll say, a fancy or prestigious position amongst the crew? Row the boat. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I'm for it. If you, if your dream, and and who knows what this guy's dream is. I think it seems like what you are prioritizing at this time is working in NCAA Division One. So, goal yeah. one accomplished. Now, I don't know how high you want to go. Do you want to be a defensive coordinator? Do you want to be a head coach? I, I think if you want either of those things at the NCAA Division One level. It is better for you to have NCAA Division One experience. We're looking at the guys who are getting looked at for current openings are a lot of D1. Chris Kleiman is rare going from yeah. FCS to the FBS level. And, you know, what did he have to do? He didn't even get Kansas State. You have huge shoes to fill with Bill Snyder, but expectations are not nearly what they could be for other group of five schools. Chris Kleiman's only won four national titles, which is tied for the most of all time. Two back to back. He's gone fifteen and zero. Like he had to do yeah. that to get the Kansas State job. So, like, how much more would you have to do with Maine to get you know the next level? I think if that, I'm just guessing here. Seems like his goal. I, I think if that's what I'm trying to do, I think it's it's a move I would. I would make. I think it's legit. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and I think it, you know it's largely your personal goals, your family goals, uh, your priorities. But I think I like the comparison to Chris Kleiman because you know people have been trying to hire him for years mm-hmm. away from that job, and he's been turning him down, turning him down. And I, to be honest, I'm not surprised that he was hired by an FBS school. I'm just surprised at the FBS school he took. I mean, like I think he'll be oh good really recruiting in that region. I. I feel like he had to have a more prestigious job offer. I mean, sure, if, if we went back throughout the years and looked at schools that had offered him, I think there's mm-hmm. got to be one in a better situation than Kansas State is in currently. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, uh, Harris Miak, 
I think I maybe I'm more projecting because I feel like I'm more the kind of guy that would rather be the captain of a small ship before mm. going to join the big ship. So I think I would. But he's, been, he's been the route. captain. He's been the captain of a small True. ship. So he's not been the ship. captain as long as Chris Kleiman was the captain of his small ship. That's fair. I think I would have gone the Chris Kleiman route. It sounds like you would have gone the Harris Miak route. Well, they're both trying to get to Division One. I. I think he's just trying to pick up the pace. No, yeah, two later. So you, it's just like the other thing is you don't know if. It, What's he seeing at Maine? Maybe he, and you would think that nobody sees this, but maybe he's like, actually, the amount of work that we have to do to get ourselves to a point where we are going to win a national title and I would possibly get an FBS look is actually way further down the road. And that's possible. Me working as a defensive assistant actually gets me more exposure to where I want to be in the future than being here. True. The lobster is going to be a whole lot fresher in Maine. That's just something I, I don't know if he can Winter wardrobe is going to stay similar for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It's going to be a different kind. You know, Maine's got that nice, idyllic New England country mm-hmm. coast side. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, land of the lakes. But still going to freeze your balls off. Either way. So keep your parka. Love it. <laughs> the one I want to talk about was Manny Diaz. Particularly frustrating. Just a, a prime example of how college football players are mistreated by the NCAA. Diaz is allowed to leave Miami, go to Temple. Then, now that he's going to Temple, in 11 days, he signs 17 kids. So 17 kids are locked in. Letter Man, of intent. I don't know if I knew, I knew some, obviously I knew some people signed with Temple. I don't know if it was 17. Binding. Was like the hall. Can't get out of that. Buy Manny Diaz, except Manny Diaz ain't staying. Now he's not staying. He got a pay raise to go somewhere else. And he's going to be warmer. <laughs> it's just like, and like NCAA needed six months to figure out whether Shea Patterson was eligible or not. Like, are you kidding? That, I don't know. That, that's a layup fix that they could make is like unlimited transfers for players. No restrictions. Yeah. It, I mean, they're not going to anytime soon. Why? It is in the NCAA's interest. To give the players as few powers as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think there are a lot of parallels between the NCAA and uh, teachers' unions. And I think mm-hmm. it's like we see huge changes coming because what you're doing isn't working very well. And it's making a lot of people frustrated. And so instead of trying to... Uh, concede on smaller issues. It's like, no, I'm just going to dig my heels in for as long as I can, and then when I fall off the cliff, I fall off the cliff, and I'll deal with it then. And it's just like, if we just gave players little things like this, or, you know what, you think you can't pay players, you know, like a stipend or a salary because it's too much, how about during the playoffs or bowl games or NCAA tournament, you pay for all the family's travel expenses to get there? Like, those are positive things that you could tout to be like, no, we take care of people. And that's like a yeah. – And you definitely got the budget for that. When the transfer thing costs you no money. Yeah. It costs you nothing. You just got to agree to do it. Mm-hmm. Last thing. Quick take. Justin Fields to Ohio State, kicking off the Ryan Day era. What does this mean for the Buckeyes and what does it mean for the Wolverines? One, I have to imagine, not that I think this would is the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. But like Dwayne Haskins is definitely not coming back, right? I he agree. Announced at least as far as I, as we hit record, right? Um, he cannot be coming back. 
that's my initial part of my initial re- another reaction is like how fucking lucky like Jesus Christ <laughs> man we're all screwed uh, guarantee if I go to Indy next year first week in December I don't want to guarantee it right now there's a ton of things that could happen between now and then yeah but not that Ohio State wasn't already in the pole position but they certainly are in the pole position now uh, that just fell into Ryan Day's lap I know the the last thing Dwayne Haskins wants to return to is a quarterback battle yeah. Especially when he can... I think he could it. win it. You know, Justin Fields lost he, the last one he was in. I agree. Well, well, if you could go make millions of dollars, why would you? Exactly. Why go through that when I can... To not get paid? Why go? Why be more stressed to not be paid when I can just be paid and be out of here? Especially with yeah. the other quarterbacks, you know, Justin Herbert yeah. is staying, and, and others, where this is not a deep quarterback draft. I mean, I think Haskins got to be second best guy on the board right now. Absolutely. No, I agree. So I think he's gone. I think that's a huge boon for Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, this is not on our list, but I'll give you 30 seconds. Okay. Do you want to respond to the Benedict Arnold from the Michigan staff? Yeah, Washington to Ohio State. So That's not speaking of coaching. That's not real coaching carousel, but sort of is. Well, so he's an Ohio guy? I don't know, man. it's just wrong. The thing is, the thing is, this doesn't happen to Ohio State. Yeah, doesn't happen. Ohio State no. dudes don't roll to Michigan. That no. would not happen. Wouldn't do it. Man, I am about as down on Jim Harbaugh as I have been since he arrived in Michigan, and I've been a Harbaugh defender for a long time. But uh, I'm I'm having a hard time processing the last week of Michigan football. And what's going on? This is a terrible sign. Uh, Alex Grinch, Ohio State defensive assistant, went to sign with Oklahoma to be the Oklahoma defensive coordinator. So I think there are a lot of moves in the Ohio State coaching personnel defensively yeah. that uh, Day is going to make changes in the next coming weeks. So we'll see. And that honestly that was... doesn't – I don't know. What grinds you more, that or Dan Enos? Ooh. Um... Who's about to be the offensive coordinator of Alabama now that – uh, Hoxley's gone to Maryland. I th- honestly probably Enos more because Same. it's a Michigan. Game. Um, you know he left like before the season even started. Yeah. Like basically didn't do shit. Uh, he did a Manny least, Diaz. You know, at least did a Manny. Yeah, at least this dude like gave us a good se- a season. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then when it was over, did go yep. to the arch rival. But right, but it's like Johnny Damon to the. I Yankees, know it's not so like Enos is it. from Tuscaloosa. You know what I mean? He's not going yeah, back to his home state. But you used to be the Central Michigan head coach. Then you went to the like, University of Michigan. That's a layup, layup. Yeah. Snake Saban comes and gets it. Oh. Whoa. Ugh. All right. Anyways, let's move on to the reason everyone tuned in. The natty. We got the college football national championship game featuring number one, Alabama, 12-0, versus number two, Clemson, 13-0. It is on Monday, January 7th. 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern, uh, Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California, just, I believe it's just north, or excuse me, just south of San Francisco. I've been in the stadium. It's an okay stadium. It's, it's pretty. Uh, it's in a bad spot, in my opinion. Anyways, I digress. Clemson coming in a six-point underdog. The over-under is 59 points. Matt, before you get into your analysis, you always have some trivia. I got some quick trivia. I hope you, you didn't trivia. see this one. Wow. Okay. Uh, there have only been three true freshman quarterbacks to defeat a Nick Saban coached team. The last is in 2007. Can you name any of the three? 
This is coming from ESPN ah! Info, and I saw it on Adam Amin's Twitter feed. Just to give everyone. Damn. One um, is a blast from the past, and when I say it, you're going to be like, that makes a ton of sense. So, 2007. And another one, I I don't ever remember his name. He was probably great. I'm sure he's a nice person. But I was like, I didn't know that dude existed. All right, do you want? I'll give you the teams real quick. Okay. Year and teams. 2007, it was uh, Mississippi State. 2013, or excuse me, 2003, it was Florida Gators. And 1995, it was LSU. 2003, it was Chris Leak. Yes. There you go. That was the one that was, oh, what a blast from the past, that dude. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, it wasn't Dak Prescott as a middle schooler, right? No. <laughs> Who was it? Wesley Carroll. Never huh. heard of that guy before in my I life. Would- would not have gotten that one. And what's what's the other and team in here? Ninety-five Herb Tyler, who uh-huh. I vaguely remember. Uh-huh. Like I remember the name. I, I couldn't tell you anything about him. But good uh, trivia. So yeah, three. So Evan, will there be a fourth on Monday? I don't think so. <laughs> what are your thoughts? So the spread is six. I, it, I, I'll take a Bama it, yeah. and to cover. As, as I know that's your trivia set, Nick Saban, he's not losing a national title game to a freshman quarterback. Not going to do it. Yeah. Not going to do it? Nope. Whatever about Oklahoma's backdoor cover, that game was, Oh, that drove me up the wall. That game was that over in about wall. seven minutes. Yeah. I was embarrassed that I went with my friends and was like, yeah, let's go out and watch this. And like five minutes in, we we're like, all right, well, what should we do now? Because <laughs> we, we had three hours booked in at this bar, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess this is over. I don't like. What's their weakness? What's Alabama's weakness? <laughs> so okay, I, hang on. Let me give this the how, old college. Track. How do you exploit them? Uh, <laughs> what? It's, it's not gonna happen. I know this is about to be. This is about to be a bad argument because what I'm about to say is in the games where they struggled in, and your easy counter to this is well, they also won those games, did they not? And I'll say yes. In the games that they struggled in were games where you can get Tua to kind of pressure him. He does very well, don't get me wrong. But in games where you can get Tua to struggle, throw the ball maybe where he shouldn't, mm-hmm. um, that's where the you know the, the machine starts breaking down. So Clemson's line, as we saw, who cares who's suspended and who's not playing in that yeah. game? Because they are still phenomenal. Yeah. Is it possible Clemson's defense, led by that defensive line, can get after Tua, harass him as he's never been harassed before, maybe get one, two stops? I do think the Clemson's offense is good. They're going to score some points. This is not going to be, you know, 7-14. to 14. Yeah. Um, I think that over-under is pretty good. I could see both teams in the 20s. So could Clemson's defense get one or two stops, and the game is like 21-24? And it's not doesn't come down to Bryant. It comes down to their kicker's leg. No, it's less likely that Trevor Lawrence, as a he's a true freshman, he is eighteen years old. You are in the not Natty right. in some weird stadium in Northern California against the Alabama defense. Like, good luck with that, homie. That's a bigger problem. I know. I said I was going to try, uh, and said I was going to make a great argument. Yeah, like Trevor <laughs> Lawrence goes out. 
Yikes. I don't know who comes in. Jay, uh, Tua goes out. Oh, Jalen Hurts comes in. He's uh, he's 25-1 and one as a starter. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the other very good point behind it. All other matchups? Like, Since Jerry Justin Judy, Fields is Tra- Travis Entian's right very now. good. It's just like, this has been the inevitable. From day one of the season, we thought that this is the title game we were going to get. And clearly, the top two teams. I think we used to say... There's Alabama and and everybody else. I, I think it's fair to say that there's it's Alabama, Clemson, and everybody else at this point. Because I think Clemson yes, Clemson is totally solidly agree. better. I have no idea where it's the most SEC biased thing to me. Where people are like, you know, Georgia's getting up there in recruiting. Georgia? You tell me that team that just lost to Texas, same team that lost to Maryland. You think that Georgia's almost there? And they're a good team, but they're, you're not at the level though. What? Yeah. The uh, Sudokio on there is terrible for Georgia. And that game wasn't close. They scored 21. They were lucky to get 21 at the end. They were clearly down two scores. So I think Clemson's reached a new echelon. Here's the one area that I think shows Alabama's dominance where they're just like, they are definitely 1A and you are definitely 1B. Not only does Nick Saban do a great job of recruiting athletes, he brings uh-huh. in unbelievable I want to go two ways with this. He brings in unbelievable coaches. And his ability and his coaching staff's ability to adapt the game. Because probably at the beginning, when we first started doing this podcast, we would say, and have said many times, Alabama's the only team in the country which you don't know the name of their starting quarterback and you still rank them number one and it's not a problem. And that, you know, the offenses that were successful under Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron. This, what we've seen a little bit with Jalen and definitely with Tua, you know, spread them out, a little bit of mobility, that's a lot different than what they've done in the past. And their ability to adapt to uh, fat, uh, up-tempo offense, I think, makes them you know, clearly in that 1A. Every single year, Saban has lost a coordinator, and, and it just doesn't matter. Look at a team like Penn State. Penn State's offense looked lost this year with the dudes that they lost, you know, Joe Moorhead going yep. to Mississippi State. They also lost their wide receivers coach. Explain the bowl game. Like, wh- what was that? Good goodness. But they've gone through Kiffin, Sark, Dooley, Loxley's gone, Kirby Smart's gone. Like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Every single year. Reloads, reloads, reloads. Brent Venables, he's as good of a coordinator as anybody in the country, but he's been there for this whole ride. That's going to be, you know, in the, like, Whenever we get into the fantasy land of like where how does Dabo compare to Saban, it's going to be yeah. when Venables has to leave. Like, how does Dabo replace him, and how does he replace other members of his staff to keep up? Because they recruit coaches like nobody's business. As we were talking about the beat, and took Enos took you know they're trying to get Partridge from Michigan. They're gonna they're gonna rob some other people still. They got they got jobs to fill for next year. Yeah, man, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> Quick pause. I don't know where to go because we spent so much time not talking about the game. Well, I don't – is there anything else? Like, are we missing something on the I, game? I don't – No, you're right. I don't I see don't a way – Nick Saban's not going to lose a freshman quarterback. Is there more – do we need to go more depth than that? I don't understand. No, that's fair. That's I, fair. I think these are two clearly the best teams. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I do think Alabama yeah. wins by at least seven. No, I agree. Um, I, you know, we had said, you had asked me, what do I think the spread is? And I had said it could be upwards of 10. That's what I think the upper limit is. <laughs> right. I don't think any higher than 10. Last thing before we go, unless you, this is my last thing, you, you have one yeah. more. Here's the musical lineup for Monday night. 
Oh, God. Singing the national anthem is Andy Grammer. Halftime. Well, I didn't know who that was when you told me that at first. Yeah, until I played, oh, honey, I'm good. And then you were like, oh, yeah. oh, oh that guy. This guy. Uh, Not looking forward to that. Imagine Dragons, followed by Lil Wayne. One unbelievable depth. Yeah. Going from Andy Grammer to Little Way. So, Evan, you're in charge of setting up the audio for the national championship game. Who are yeah. your three performances? Go. Oh, man. Anthem, um, two halftime performers. Man, I should have known you were going to ask me this question based on our <laughs> conversation before we started recording. <laughs> I thought about it during the record. Um, okay. So, halftime. I'll start with halftime. Because okay. I think after seeing him in a couple Super Bowl halftime shows – Bruno Mars is never going to disappoint. In fact, okay. I'm I'm supportive of Bruno Mars playing in the halftime show of the Super Bowl every year till he's dead. That's where I, I don't hate it. Bruno Mars. I don't hate that. Um, so I have I terrible taste in music. Mars also, there. terrible taste. Yeah. So do I. But I'm just saying, Bruno Mars. I think he's okay. a great performer. So I, I'd have him, and then I'd have. I think I'd have something sit like I think the halftime shows right now like like. I don't get that pairing at all. But actually, I think that's the point. So I, I get like Bruno Mars and then like one year the Chili Peppers did the halftime show mm. uh, of the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying maybe we should get the Chili Peppers, but I think we should yeah. think outside of the box, kind of bring back a rock band that's kind of older uh, that hasn't been putting out a whole lot of albums, put them out. So I'm going to say Bruno Mars and I'll just leave in blank some old rock band. Um, for the... National Anthem. Mm-hmm. Great question. I think... Hmm. I think I'd go uh, John Legend. Very biased towards Wow! Him. I was John thinking Legend. the same thing. But so yeah, I've, been, I've been big on Leon Bridges lately also. I would do either mm-hmm. of those. You know, they do... Cause you did, both of those do a great National Anthem. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Halftime. I'm not sure. I don't think that you could ever miss with Beyonce or Gaga. Mm-hmm. Those would be my top two. Together would be unbelievable. Yeah. I don't think you can get them together. I don't think you can get them together. But. Plus, Gaga already did. They've both done Super Bowl, so this would be stepped down. Yeah. Same with Bruno Mars, though. You know, so you need to pick somebody who hadn't done it yet. No, I think you go to that Bruno Mars well as many times as you want. <laughs> I think the problem with Beyonce and Gaga, who I think are great performers, they would not accept every single year. I think Bruno Mars would be down to the Super Bowl or the national championship every single year. Let me lay – okay, this band came to my mind. This band came to my mind. I don't even know if we could get them in the same room. Okay. But what if I told you it was Bruno Mars followed by Blink-182? Wow. Now we're talking – I think that would blow some people's minds. They got some hits, man. Yep, there would be a whole bunch of like 30-year-olds remembering their middle school days. Yeah, that's would, what I'm saying. We would love it and be like, man, I used to be 12 and this thing was sick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Could be fun. All right, so you're taking Bama also? I am taking Bama, yes. Over, Bama over under 59. 59. I'm going to go under, actually. I think that's just a touch too high. I think low 50s. Uh, I'm going to go over. No. Interesting. Yes, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Okay. I could see Bama getting... Like, I could see a 28-35. I could see a 28-35. I could see that. Yeah, I'm that, still that sticking with my... It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be outrageous, but uh, I'm still sticking with low 60s. 
Monday night, we'll see, man. We'll see. E- e- either way, it's going to be fun. Great season of 15-Minute You. This is it, Evan. Hanging up the it. books. We yep. will be back in 2019, season four. Stay tuned, folks. Can't wait. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this season. Let us know how discussion goes. Back at the water cooler. Everyone's back to work, unfortunately. January 7 on Monday morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, App, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. While you're at those water coolers and you want to bring people in to some new New Year's resolutions in 2019, why don't you introduce them to a new podcast called 15 Minute You. And while they are there, please have them hit the subscribe button as well and make sure those friends tell a friends. Please join us in the discussion. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Gmail at 15 Minute You. Thank you so much, folks. Whatever your resolution in 2019, make sure you don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Season three. In the books. Season three. In the books.